Well, if you'll support these people, we are very proud to have them as part of the podcast. It's Rotten Little Bastard, RLB for short. They offer a fun and informative tasting tour at their preferred distillery, along with some spirits you can only get at this distillery. And of course, you can find their St. Helena Shine corn whiskey, King Tide Vodka, Boundary Street Rum, Spanish Moss Gin, and Kusa Cut Bourbon, as well as their Bravest Bull Whiskey with Ginger, available in many South Carolina liquor stores. I am really super curious to try the Spanish Moss Gin. That's not something I've ever heard of, and it sounds delicious. They all sound delicious to me. In fact, I want to leave this podcast right now and go have a a glass of moonshine. (laughs) And I can't wait to try the Bravest Bull Whiskey with Ginger. I'm going to mix it with a little bit of ginger ale. Mm. uh, But anyway, I'm getting off topic. (laughs) RottenLittleBastardDistillery.com The remains of a human head have been found in rural Colleton County this week, and police are searching for the missing body in a bizarre case that has captured media and public attention. But this is not the first time a human skull with no body has been found in that South Carolina low country county, leaving the community shocked and investigators mystified. In the 1970s, a skull was discovered in Ireland Creek in Walterburg, the same town that hosted the Alex Murdoch double murder trial. Other skeletal remains and unsolved murders also haunt this area of the 14th Circuit, where the criminal justice system was once ruled by the Murdoch family of solicitors. What's going on in that swampy, mysterious corner of South Carolina? Voice there is of storyteller, historian, author, journalist, Michael DeWitt, who writes for the USA Today Network of Papers, Hampton County native. He wrote the books Wicked Hampton County and the Fall of the House of Murdoch. Hello, Michael. Howdy from the 14th Circuit. <laughs> I am Matt Harris. Across the aisle for me, Seton Tucker. Hello, Seton. Hello. We uh, also host the Impact of Influence podcast, and you can find more about this podcast on the Wicked South podcast on Facebook. We're back at it again. Hopefully you've been following us. We're always grateful that you're listening and enjoying the podcast, getting great response to it. Please rate and share the episode. Much appreciate that and subscribe. And before we get rolling, Big shout outs and thank yous to the sponsors who allow us to do this on a weekly basis. And we hope you will support these sponsors. Uh, Michael, give them a shout. I am happy to. Uh, we always uh, start out with our good friend, Kenny Kinsey, uh, one of the, the folk heroes of the Murdoch trial. He invited me to go quail hunting with him this week. And I've been so busy, I had to turn him down. And I've been turning down a lot of hunting, fishing trips here lately oh. because story but kenny if you're listening we're going to be uh, out in the woods here real soon also want to mention palmetto distillery in anderson south carolina we're going to talk more about them during our commercial break and rotten little bastard distillery in beaufort south carolina we're going to talk about more about them as well very good let's uh, get into it uh, seaton there was this recent story about a human head being found walk us through this you know when you see these things about human bodies 
I had this conversation with my husband one time where I was driving, and, and when I'm driving down the interstate, I always look over to the side to see if I see a dead person. What? Does anyone else do that? <laughs> Did you get sucked into the true crime? That, that, that the true crime thing because of that? I, I mean, that or was that? Have you always had it? I don't know, but I asked my husband if he does this when he's looking out the window on the interstate, and he no. said no. So it no. might just be me. Now I will say, if I see like a rolled up carpet on the side, I'm like, there could be a body in there. <laughs> but but I, we're not all. Uh, as twisted as that, Seton. I know. I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm, this whole uh, true crime thing has made me jaded. <laughs> so there was a Fitz News article from January 31st that remains of a human skull uh, found by a woman's dog in Round O, which is a very small community in rural Colleton County at 1.30 p.m. on Wednesday, January 31st. Wait, the town is called actually Round O? Yeah, Michael, are you familiar with this town? I am, um, and it's not even a town, really. Uh, it's a, a community, an unincorporated area, I guess okay. you say. Um, but it's spelled round dash O. It's a it's a farming community. I think there there's a little feed and seed store there, and uh, some houses, and uh, and not much else, I believe. I think you said it's uh, like seven and a half miles northeast of Walterboro, so all in that area that you've been hearing in the world talking about over the last couple of years. So this woman called 911 and a local sheriff and coroner arrived. Uh, at this moment, there's no positive ID. Uh, so we don't really know who those remains belong to. Uh, but Fitz News sources say that the skull was found near the residence of Gregory Donald Bodenson. Uh, he's a man in his early 60s from Roundo, and he disappeared 17 months ago. He was last seen at his home on September 11th of 2022. Earlier last year, Colton County sheriffs deemed his disappearance suspicious. Uh, and there were searches in the area. They used drones and it, it didn't turn up anything. And law enforcement made some efforts to locate him via financial transaction data or cell phone data. And it came up empty. Bodison Bodison, I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced, is is or was five foot eight and 140 pounds. Uh, he is a black man with black hair and brown eyes, and he was last seen wearing blue jeans and a black and brown shirt. Uh, anyone with information related to his disappearance uh, was encouraged to call the Culleton County Sheriff's Office at 843-549-2211. Hmm. So let's see if if it is him. He disappeared September 11th. So September, October, November, December, January. So four and a half months. Did you hear anything about condition of the head or the skull or anything, Michael? I didn't see anything in the Fitz News article about it. Um, the in these cases, they always leave you wondering. Um, you know, at his age, in his early 60s, um, you know, and we had a case in Hampton County not too long ago where an elderly man uh, went missing and it, um, he was found dead. It was no foul play, just natural causes. Um, so with an elderly person or, or an advanced, someone of advanced age, you always wonder, if, you know, if they just didn't walk out in your yard and have a heart attack or something. The fact that the police said it's suspicious and they have no... Um, you know, cell phone data or anything like that, that does kind of make you uh, suspect that maybe there could be some foul play involved. And he's not but, old. I mean, he's only early 60s. 
And also, why uh, a head with no body? That doesn't sound natural. That sounds unusual <laughs> to me. You, you think, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, and here's a... Uh, I was talking to Dr. Michelle Dupree at the, uh, the hearing for Murdoch. Evidentiary hearing. Yeah, the evidentiary hearing. Uh, and she said one thing she scoffs at when she hears will be like, the media will say, or the police will say, we found a body or we found a head or something and we're waiting on dental records. And she's like, dental records mean nothing unless you know who the person's dentist was. She says there's like this misconception that you get teeth and then you find out who it is. Well, it's not like there's this database of people who had dental work done. So you'd have to, you'd have to know, well, like if you're looking for Bodison, you have to go to his dentist and then you can match, but you just can't take a random body and, and, and match it to anything with, with by dental records unless you know who you're looking for. But if this person is missing nearby, you might yeah. uh, find out from friends or family yeah. uh, who his dentist was. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. In this case, it can work if you're looking for that guy. I was just going to But like just a, a random note. missing person, yeah. you, you might not know. Doesn't do anything. That's interesting. Uh, you, we learn something uh, new every week on the Wicked South podcast. <laughs> so there's a fingerprint database, and there's probably a DNA database, but there's no national universal dental database so that's that's pretty interesting all that can do is if if you already have somebody's dental records match them but you just can't search yeah. the world and find them well if if you are a dentist and you need a sponsor come come hit us up yes. because <laughs> yeah we think that would be a, that would be a good fit for our podcast there you go all right after the break we're going to discuss a decades old case very similar in which a skull was found but no body ever was back in a minute and we're going to talk about Palmetto Distillery in Anderson, South Carolina. It's redefining taste and reinventing tradition. Tell me more, Michael. Located in the heart of downtown Anderson, this place was founded by brothers Trey and Brian Boggs, who are redefining taste with authentic spirits that will change the way you drink. Born in the South and raised in tradition, Palmetto Distillery is bringing quality spirits to drink lovers everywhere. Seton, we got some uh, new code for them to get uh, take advantage of. Yeah, the code is WICKED, W-I-C-K-E-D, 24, for 25% off your purchase. One-time use only. Very good. South Carolina's first legal moonshine distillery, established in 2011. 12 moonshine flavors, collection of sip and cream, award-winning palmetto whiskey. New product releases coming in 2024. They've got tours and tastings every day. And sign up for the loyalty program, too, to get the special promotions, etc. And if you're in the neighborhood, they have a great collection of moonshine stills on display, ranging from a 30-gallon still to a 1,000-gallon copper still, as well as a still made by fifth-generation bootleggers just for them. Check them out, palmettodistillery.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Please support our sponsors. We'd appreciate that. They do uh, give us the ability to do what we do every week, and you seem to be liking it, which is super. So, uh, Michael, there's a 1970s case that we want to move to. Uh, Hit us up with the details on that. I sure will. And uh, I got to commend you there, Matt. You uh, you took us to school earlier in the episode. I learned something new in the first few minutes there. <laughs> well, let's and see. I- well, I will uh, eventually be hitting the Palmetto Distillery, and I'll have all kinds of things, the knowledge that I'll bring after I have some moonshine. And dry January is <laughs> over, so it's a good time. Well, it might have been dry for you. No, it wasn't, Seton. I know you. <laughs> I know. It was not dry for me, but it was for a lot of people. This is true. All right, so this, this uh, article... Uh, out of the Preston Standard is May 10th, 1973. What we got going on, Michael? All right. So this was about a year after I was born. Um, so uh, I, I had to actually look this one up on um, on newspapers.com. But the person, oddly enough, the person who told me about this old case was a lifelong Walterburg, Colleton County resident, Becky Hill. You've probably heard that name. She's been in the news and uh, last year, she and I were just sitting around talking, and she told me about this this skull that was found in Walterboro. And according to Becky at the time, uh, they never solved the case. And I'm still doing some investigating, but we'll get to that uh, later. But Becky was telling me when I interviewed her for Follow the House of Murdoch before all these allegations and controversies, she was telling me about this case where they found a skull right in the middle of Walterboro, and nobody ever found a body. They never found out who it belonged to. I did some looking and found the article, uh, May 10th, 1973, and it didn't state the exact date of when they found it. But in early May of 73, a skull was found in the upper reaches of Ireland Creek, which runs right through the heart of Walterburg. Skull was located in shallow water, about 200 feet from where the Farmers and Merchants Bank was located. Now, I don't know that bank, but I do know this is how right in the middle of town that creek is it goes right by a grocery store it goes right by the ivanhoe theater if you've ever been in Collin county and you've seen a movie that creek just runs right through the middle of town. Okay. so this was in plain sight somewhere that someone could see it easily the the creek uh maybe not the skull um the uh but it was in shallow water yeah so depending on how murky the water was um you could probably walk by you might be fishing or you're walking your dog your dog wants to drink water and boom there's a a skull and a set of eyes looking at you the The ward so the sheriff sheriff at the time for Colleton county was john siegler a resident or passerby saw the skull called the police so the sheriff came and he pulled it out of the water himself and sent it to the MUSC pathology department. And I'm going to try to contact them for our next episode, which we'll get to in a minute, and see if we can get the pathology results. That'd be find great. Um, if there was, was a positive ID, if they could tell from just the skull, cause of death. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So the sheriff, the Colleton County Rescue Squad, the Department of Natural Resources, and volunteers all got into Creek. Now, this is in May, so it probably wasn't too cold. They walked and waded all up and down the creek, going upstream, looking for the missing body and other remains. Well, in Walterboro, they had to watch out for snakes, too. Lots of snakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of snakes. And uh, there were parts of the creek they said were pretty deep that they um, they couldn't wade to. 
but I couldn't find any more newspaper articles where they found anything. I never found an article where they sent in divers. Oh. Uh, never found uh, where they made a positive ID. According to Becky Hill, that was an unsolved case. Originally, they thought this skull might have belonged to one of three missing young youngsters from that era who were later found dead near the Walterboro Airport. But it didn't. This, this turned out to be a totally unrelated case. And we're going to tell you about that story, the case of the Lost Boys, in another episode real soon, probably next week or two, uh, another episode of the Wicked South. But this was not connected to the three youngsters in the 70s who were killed. As far as we can tell, this was an unsolved case. But we're going to let you know for sure. We're going to do some more research. I like to leave it on a teaser. I want the, the <laughs> listeners to come back next week and say, I want to learn some new stuff from, from Matt and Seton, and I want to um, find out, was the skull identified? Was the body ever found? Well, yeah. we will tell you more in an upcoming episode of The Wicked South. When I was looking at this Lost Boys case, one of the, uh, their heads weren't with their bodies, so they were separated, and this is a case where we have a head and no body. Uh, one of the things in the article I read was talking about how possible animals could have moved moved a skull oh right so it wouldn't be necessarily they might, that that could be one reason why they are not together well i'm sure i mean maybe they even i would have guessed that maybe even a uh you could be torn apart uh post-mortem right post right. post-mortem and, and by animal the body apart and exactly. then take the head somewhere yeah so that could be one reason why a head and a body are not together um, I do want to talk to Michelle Dupree about this because I think she could give us a, a good sense if that's typical or if this is something that's highly unusual. Yes. But also, uh, you know, this person is unidentified. As so far as we know. I'm always very confused when there's somebody who their remains and no one's, then they're not identified. We, we might identify it where Michael's going to dig into it, but, I, I, you know, transient people, people, or, or, or maybe it's a I mean, it, distance away, especially in the 70s. Not a computer database. Uh, and Walterboro is right off 95. So it could be a, a dumping situation where somebody, this person was killed elsewhere, mm-hmm. but, you know, they I don't know, found this creek and thought it was a good place to dispose. Yeah. No. So we don't get to the bottom of it. Or the, well, I wanted the this episode to, to kind of be a teaser. Um, yep. There's okay. a lot of ground to cover with the Lost Boys, and I wanted to kind of mention it and and tease it up i talked to rita Schuler. she is a retired sled agent who uh, also wrote several true crime books and she's put me in touch with some people over there in walterboro lifelong residents that can tell me more about the lost boys Great. case but one thing i am like you you mentioned the dumping ground i'm wondering if all right so this is the 70s you've got three young boys missing and found murdered you've got this unidentified body what if there were as a serial killer back in Colleton County back in the seventies that uh, that was never apprehended? Uh, you know, something interesting to think about. Yes, the, yeah. I mean, you always wonder that when you just find missing remains and they're not identified. One thing I do want to say: we did get a great review. Oh, Someone yeah? said, "I love, love, love this podcast. Thank y'all for all the work and effort it takes." So, if you do love it, you can also buy us a coffee. Oh yeah, there's a you know support you're, us you're on on, uh, on Apple. There's a donation button or wherever you're watching, um, and we're gonna get make it more clear where you can donate as well. So please please do that and uh, reach out to our sponsors and support them. That's always cool. You want to run those down real quick again for us, uh, Mr. Dewitt? 
I do. And uh, I want to add, we're also looking for uh, more sponsors. If you're a good dentist that's good at identifying uh, dental remains, um, we're looking for all types of sponsors. We love the, the ones we have, Dr. Kenny Kinsey and Kenny Kinsey and Associates. The Palmetto Distillery, and I owe uh, these wonderful sponsors an apology. I've been calling them Palmetto Pride for the past few episodes. <laughs> they told me we we love what you guys are doing. We're getting lots of uh, business off your podcast, but uh, we want to correct you. It's Palmetto Distillery, not Palmetto Pride. There you go. I think I was just so proud to uh, to have um, <laughs> a good moonshine sponsor or two that I threw in my own pride there. But, Very good. Uh, so Palmetto Distillery, and then I've got a little bit of news to share um, about uh, Rotten Little Bastard Distillery in a, in a moment, but we can't forget about them. They're located right here in the 14th Circuit in Beaufort, South Carolina. Okay, you are, are going to give us the news now? Do you, you want to give us the news now? No, I want. I like keeping people on the edge of their okay. seat. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be a teaser episode, right? right. So oh, I'll get that so in a minute. Um, we uh, always appreciate you all spending time with us. Very grateful. The Wicked South on Facebook. Seton and I still, still doing uh, Impact of Influence. Michael DeWitt's on a bunch of socials. You can find him there. Uh, as always, we are grateful. We'll talk soon, friend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 